Hello and welcome everybody to yet another edition of The Long Box Hunters. I am your host, Tristan Benz, joined by my ultra-mega co-host, Drew Garrison. Drew, how you doing today? I was going to do a Super Sentai joke, but I decided not to. <laughs> Damn, should have committed. Gotta commit to the bit. You gotta commit to the bit at all times. Drew, as always, I gotta know, what have you been reading lately? Well, thanks to the announcement of Invincible Season 2, I have gotten back to reading Invincible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, exci- I'm excited. I um, can't wait. I got the hardback covers like we discussed before, Tristan. Got mm-hmm. it for Volumes 1 and 2. Nice. nice yes. Yeah. They, they look beautiful, too. I mean, um, I'm not going to sit here and act like I haven't, ever since watching that trailer multiple times, then watching the Adam Eve special, that I haven't been tempted to crack open the old compendiums and, you know, dive back in, but it's, you know, there's so I got so much to read right now that I just, I don't know. I don't know when I can find the time to sit down and just get through the whole, uh, the whole rigmarole. Oh yeah, like, Invincible is very girthy. It's got a lot to, uh... It's a thick, it's a thick series. With a, with like three C's and the Q. Three C's, add a Q... You know, add a exclamation point if you want to get fancy. Like, there's a lot at play in Invincible. Yeah, yeah not to mention my boy, Alan the Alien. My boy, ooh, season two. Ooh, we're gonna see. We're gonna see Sir Alan's glow up. If not in season two, which I'm pretty sure it's in season two from what we're getting, but at least in season three. Yeah, it's it'll be in the next couple seasons. He's gonna get swole real <laughs> real fucking quick. It's my it's my favorite look for him, mostly because he does all his cool stuff in that one. That's true. Uh, what have I been reading? Well, uh, been reading the Hellfire Gala issue. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, a thing that happened. That. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I gotta, I, I gotta read it. I'm keeping up with all the X Men stuff, and that was certainly an issue that happened. Did I enjoy it? Yes. Do I have some issues with some things? Sure. Am I under the impression that any of these things are permanent? No, because it's comics, and also because it's the X Men. But there's certain, I don't, I don't want to spoil it because this isn't, you know, what uh, this is about. But there are certain optics of things where I'm like, mm, I don't care for the way you did that. That's not, the, 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 that doesn't read well. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And I'm looking forward to seeing the, the new status quo for the fall of X. Uh, I think that'll be very exciting. And from everything I've heard from the creatives, they're excited. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. Yeah. And Drew, what's a little random continuity or comic fact that amuses you? Or that you just find entertaining? Okay, so I'm going to do one for one for Invincible. I was going to do the Hellfire Gala, but I think everyone who's with the Hellfire Gala knows that the drip is real. Uh, yeah, that's not really a, a fun fact, so much just a statement, you know, a yeah. promise implicit with the Hellfire Gala. Yeah, so this one's going to be from Invincible because, you know, been reading it. But my boy, Alan the Alien, uh, he has this little favorite snack that he likes to eat. We technically saw it in season one, but you had to be looking for it closely on that one. But there's this snack, there's these little, wor- there's these little worms, uh... Forget what they're called. Co- forget what they're called. But uh, basically, these little worms are like his favorite snack. It's a de- it's a delicacy from his planet and everything. And initially, like it was weirded out by for a few people. Then Mark tried them, and he was like, "It's one of the greatest things he's ever eaten." And it got Mark into alien cuisine. So my boy Alan helped get 
help get Mark into true uh, universal cuisine. Well, look at that. We love we love it when people are out there expanding their palates. You know, expanding their 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 tastes, experiencing new cultures. Uh, now, let me think. What is a random fact that amuses me? Ah. Uh, Hawkman, you know, Carter Hall, for people who, who don't know, you know, the, the one who reincarnates, which I guess technically now they all reincarnate because they're all revealed to be the same guy just reincarnating across time and space. Anywho, uh, during medieval times, he was reincarnated as a knight named Brian Kent, who was the, uh, the silent knight, who was actually the ancestor of Jonathan Kent. So, in a way... Hawkman is uh, Superman's granddaddy. That makes way too much sense, and yet it's still so weird. Yeah. There you go. He was also a Kryptonian scientist in the past life. He was like Jor-El's teacher. So, you know, Hawkman and Superman, they should they should have a conversation. Honestly, when you get down to it, Hawkman has pretty much interacted with all the major people of the DC um, universe. Like, he, he was friends with Dr. Fate and Black Adam at one point, or I guess not friends, but allies. It's like he it's like he was um he's seen the blue beetle scarab back during ancient Egypt uh was like was like um chilling with the specter at one point it's like the dude's been around he's been around I mean not to mention just every other immortal that he's ever come across just in his travels being you know old as shit true that so drew why don't you read the the notes about the topic today? Because you're the one who suggested this book. So why don't you why don't you lead us into this? All right. Well, this we if you haven't thought if you haven't read the um title, which if you did, how did you click on this uh podcast? But whatever. If you haven't read the title, we are doing Ultra Mega by James Heron and Dave Stewart. It came out in 2021, and here it and here is the brief uh. I don't know where this comes from, if it's from... It comes from... It was from the the Skybound, like, IDW website. Like, this was the official uh, little synopsis for the graphic novel. Awesome. Official synopsis. So here's the official synopsis from IDW. A cosmic plague has spread, transforming everyday people into violent, monstrous kaiju. Only the Ultra Mega, three individuals imbued with incredible powers, hold the line against this madness. Their battles level cities and leave untold horror in their wake. Now the final reckoning approaches for the Ultra Mega, but is this a war they can even win? Fight monsters and stand with humanity in this new Skybound original from the greatest artist of his generation, James Heron, known for Rumble and the BPRD. That's a Hellboy spinoff comic for those of you who don't know. And Eisner Award-winning colorist Dave Stewart. Shout out to Dave Stewart. Great colors shout- in this. I mean, yeah. obviously, shout out to the great team in general. But I and you know, the, you know, James Heron, great artist. But I specifically did really enjoy Dave Stewart's colors. Yeah, he he. It's like Dave Stewart. It doesn't matter what you give him. He knows what the colors are necessary for um, a book, and then elevates them. It's like he's one of my yeah. favorite colorists. He does the damn thing, as it were. But Drew. As always, you know, got to ask the big three questions. So, this one's more directed towards you, because, you know, I'd never read this before. So, n- question number one, why'd you want to talk about this story? Simple. When I was looking at some 
uh, comic books. I was going through at my local comic book store and just looking around, just looking around, and I immediately saw Ultra Mega, and I originally thought that this was like from the Ultraman franchise that is in Japan, and I've always seen homages to the Ultraman franchise, never the thing itself, and uh, still haven't because Ultra Mega is not part of the Ultraman franchise. <laughs> but I took this up to like just see what Ultraman was about. Was surprised to find out it's more of an homage to Ultraman and all of the uh, kaiju stuff like Pacific Rim and uh, and uh, Power Rangers and all those other stuff fighting monsters on the on the daily. And that's how I got into this. Now, initially when I started reading, I did not think that this was going to be for me. For one thing, I am generally I'm generally a fan of stories that don't try to pu- don't try to push too much gratuity in front of me. But as you all know, I'm an invincible fan. Coward. <laughs> I'm an invincible fan, so can't handle the gr- can't handle the gratuity if I feel like there's a good story behind it. And Ultra Mega is one that I felt like after reading the first issue, this was going to be a really good story. And I do and I do think it had that potential. We'll get into that later. But that is my that's my history of how I got into the series. I read it as it was coming out, and it, I felt like, okay, I guess we're talking to spoilers anyway. It sort of ended early. Yeah, I had I had questions about that myself uh, for when we just get into our general discussion. Yeah, we'll get into the general discussion, but that is what, but that is my history with my history with it. Tristan, you didn't you didn't read it uh, until I suggested it, so that is correct. I, I do want to know what your general thoughts are first. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't necessarily know that it's something I would have like picked up myself by the single issues, like if I had just been aware that it was coming out when it was coming out. But having to read it for this show, like I did not regret my my time with it. I I was like, huh, all right, next volume, great. And I googled, and I was like, where the hell is it? What did we? What's what's happening here? What's uh, <laughs> what? What? Uh, Google yep. is not giving me any answers about where the rest of this is. But um, it was a. I mean, it was. It's also a pretty quick read. Like it was less than an hour. Like you know, a solid forty-five, fifty minutes. But it had dynamic art. You know, really cool action. I do think some of the characters are underdeveloped. But you know, I guess that's the the burden of only having four issues and then, you know, it not feeling like a totally complete story. So I have some questions there, but overall I did enjoy it. Like I, I, I did not regret, uh, you suggesting this, I'll say. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I did want to discuss it because it is one of those unfortunate comic books that ended early and just didn't get its chance to fully shine because, you can tell, like, there was supposed to be more. Like, I have a feeling that this was supposed to be, like, 6 to 12 issues. It's going to be a mini or maxi series. Mm. And it's just so sad that it en- that it ended uh, so soon and everything. I don't know. I mean, do we know for sure that it's, like, ended? Or is it just, like... Well, it's been two years. It came out in 2021. <laughs> I mean, but... yeah, but, like, how long of a break was Saga on? But after issue, what, 50-something... You got a point. I mean, this is no saga. No offense, you know, but what is? Uh, but, you know, it's still, like, we, we've seen long hiatuses before. Yeah, so 
still have a bit of still have a bit of hope but generally if like it, two years go by and i don't see an update from a comic it's like until i get like something i assume it's ended and it's sad it's sad that is because ultra mega does like take a lot of from what its genre is about sorts of sort of inverts it like from issue one, you have a feeling that you know where the story's going, and then it, 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 it like, takes that away from you immediately. It's like, oh, no, 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 this is not where you thought it was going. But I do, yeah. but it's like, I do think, like, Ultra Mega has, uh, uh had interesting plot points, especially with how, in, in, um, issue four ended. Yeah, well, and that's why I was like, shit, well, where's issue five? Like, I wanna, I wanna know what the dealio is. Oh, yeah, because I, I did not expect that. <laughs> but uh yeah so oh if you got if you guys ever like pick up ultra mega just just be realized you're about to have that blues where a show just the same blues where a show just ended ended on a pretty big cliffhanger and you have no and you have no idea what they were gonna do to um end it yeah you're just like what what happened like where where is this going where was this going it's like I really want to know. You're kind of like uh, you're kind of like story story told the blue balled me. Yeah, it's it's confusing. It's confusing because I mean, well, do we want? I mean, this is a spoiler thing, so I guess we can just go ahead and get into what happens. But like, it ends with hey, the dad's head is still alive in space. He crash lands Earth. We're like, oh, son, you're alive. It's like what? It's like how do you what? even recognize him? He was a babe. Oh, you, you know, it's, you just know, you know, you, you just don't understand, Drew. When you're a father, you just know your kid, except for all the fathers who just don't know their kids. I don't know, maybe it's because he's connected with the ultra mega, you know, thingy. I what do you call so. it, the little eye thing? Like, yeah. they probably have, maybe it's like the, the Spider-Verse or whatever. I mean, because think about it, like, Ern and, and the nerd guy and the guy with the mustache, the main dad, like, the first blue Ultra Mega, like, they all, then they kind of know where each other were, yeah. wasn't that a thing? It's like, he said, like, they did disappear, but it's like, they seem to be able to recognize each other immediately, even if, like, they didn't meet, so it's like, it is inter- it is interesting. They didn't explain how that worked, I'm assuming that it's just, like, a thing, but, mm-hmm. uh, again... Stuff that stuff that we probably weren't gonna get even if the series continued, but it is inter- but it was interesting. Like they don't fully describe the powers. I think they like no, just assume they don't. the power. Yeah, I think they just fully assume like this is Power Rangers, but more like biological. Yeah, and you know for what it's aiming to do, I think it does it uh, pretty well. Like you know, even aside from the the uh, incompleteness of it, like this does work as a fun like quick read you know like i said i wasn't even after i i saw this like oh this is a cliffhanger it's like you know what i I still got to see some cool you know action like i said some of the characters do feel a little bit underdeveloped and i think that is the main thing where it suffers from only being the four issues and us not getting any more because this is clearly like introduction to the world but you know, for what it's worth, it is a fun time. Oh, def- oh, definitely. I did want to ask what you thought about some of the some of the characters. It's like again, a lot of them are underdeveloped, but it's like I wanted to ask you, like, what what were some of your favorite moments and characters in the comic? Well, we can save that after for after we're done with our uh, 
the our little uh, our first big three questions because that's because now you're just trying to get in the free for all discussion. We got a format here, Drew. We got a format. We got to stick to it. Orders what separates us from the monkeys. Wow. There we go. But actually, this is a you know what you, what you were talking about is a transition into our next question, which is you know what does this story do for the continuity and the mythos of its universe? Now, usually we do cover stuff that's you know or at least usually so far, we've covered things that are part of larger universes. So yeah. that question has more of a, a tie to the continuity of those publishing universes. But in this, it with this story, we really are just asking, like, how well does this set up the universe that it's in? Um, and I think that is something that we just touched on, but I'd like to hear more of your thoughts on in terms of Sure, like, we said, yeah, this is just an introduction, it's clear it was going elsewhere, but just as it's, as a first initial thing, like, let's pretend the next issue's coming out in a couple months. How do you think this story did in terms of setting up the lore, just as a as an, an initial interaction? I think it does a good job of setting up the basic lore. We don't get details, but we do know, like, how this all, how this all started... Uh, who's giving out the special powers and everything. And, of course, after issue one, we get, this is how the world is going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's a pre- it's really interesting. I think it does a good job of setting all that up pretty fast and pretty quickly. Like, again, it's taking the tropes that from its genre, because the kaiju genre is real, and it's, like, it's pretty big. And it's, like, it's taking some stuff, and then it's, like, doing its own thing with it. Like, I don't think there's been a... Co- like, don't don't um quote me as 100% correct, but I don't think there's a kaiju drama that um turned everything into the post-apocalypse. Like, unless it was uh, just... No, I mean, keep talking, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, it's like, a, like I remember, like, there was, um, there was, like, that Power Rangers comic that technically mm. did that, but it was like, that was an alternate future that they had to just get out of and make sure it never happened. Do we count Attack on Titan as, as kaiju? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not a big Attack on Titan guy, but I don't. Are are they kaiju if they're like just giant weird people, or does the kaiju specifically have to be like a monster, like uh, inhuman looking thing? I guess we can count them technically. It's like, uh, like I kind of guessed, like I surprisingly guessed a lot of Attack on Titan's twists as it went. Uh, um, like from I think it was like season halfway through season two where I guessed. Well, I haven't watched any of it, so this has no context for me but yeah yeah but it's like they're technically not kaiju yet are kaiju at the same time they're kai adjacent (laughs) yeah they're kai adjacent it's like they're it's like they're they're all human yeah they're all humans but are technically also monsters yet the true monsters was humanity the whole time oh ain't ain't that always the way always the way but uh yeah after yeah, after all of that, um, I guess Attack on Titan technically counts. So, oh, there's also the stuff with the... You know what? I'm just going to say Attack on Titan counts because... It, it okay, we'll say Attack on Titan counts then. I yeah. mean, I'm like I said, I'm not going to argue with you. I have, I have no horse in this race. Uh, I was just thinking of an example. Heads up, quick spoiler for Attack on Titan. It turns out, like, the rest of the world is kind of just fine. It's really just the main... It's really just, like, the main people's kingdom that... uh really really is the post-apocalypse sort of type of world and and it's more and it's less post-apocalypse and more of just oh monsters are running around 
and uh it's just the middle it's just the middle ages with like some steampunk tech in there i mean we could all use a little bit of steampunk every now and then yeah it's a weird it's a weird genre it's like this should not work but i like you for some reason so i'll tolerate it uh but yeah so i guess attack on titan counts so besides that there are only two but yeah uh ultra ultra mega does like a full-on apocalypse everything it's like there is like the uh, city's been destroyed there are uh, monsters running around we have a tenuous piece at best and uh we need food we need food heavily to the point where um the only pieces of the world that haven't been affected are doing food drops so yeah that's a whole thing the I guess it's the political structure, but I guess more like the bureaucratic structure of this new like post-apocalyptic world. I do think is very interesting, and that is something I wish they'd had more time to go into, because you know, like you said, they have oh, okay, we're doing food drops to these quote-unquote infected areas, but then even within these infected areas, because you know people are the real monsters. Like sure, there are different factions, and then there are also kaiju <coughs> leading some of these factions. Like it's. It's, I mean, this is a, a story about big alien heroes fighting big monsters, so it's not exactly, you know, the West Wing. But I was interested in in the politics of this world. Like, I wanted to see a little bit more of that. Yeah, I was waiting to hear what um, the outside world was, kind of treats the, um, these infected areas and everything. Especially since it seems like the infected area is just this one city. With a few, uh, with a few bits of its outer layer, but mostly this one city. So yeah, yeah. Fortunately, we're not gonna get. Fortunately, we're not gonna get that. But I think we don't know for sure. Okay, for right now, we are we have yet get to get it. <laughs> we have yet to get it. Who knows? Maybe issue five will come out. Uh, it could. We don't know. Stranger things have happened. Yes, it has. But uh, one of the things that. One of the things that I do like about this universe as well is how technically the conflict works. Because when you get down to it, technically both sides are kind of to blame for all this. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, it's not like, oh, there are good people on both sides. It's like, no, they're kind of shit people on all sides here. This is not, Yeah, this is, I mean, there's this is an apocalypse for a reason, because everyone sucks. Yeah, and... And one of the things that also got me was, like, okay, so the kaiju cannot access their true power without an Ultra Mega. Yeah. They just shrink and, and shrivel up like raisins. Evil, evil alien cancer raisins. <laughs> Honestly, best way to put them. Oh, but that's that, what they are. Yeah. But that also got me really interested, because then, like, wait a minute. Doesn't that mean so long as there's never another Ultra Mega, the Kaiju can't really do, do anything. anything? Yeah, it's like a war of escalation. It's like basically these two beings from the beginning of, I guess, all things, like, just never learned how to get along. Yeah. But then you still have, like, the queen of the Kaiju, who she's still giant and terrifying. So yeah. it's like... You know, what What do they do about her? You need an Ultra Mega to fight her, but the moment the Ultra Mega comes back, then pfft, you got a whole bunch of reinflated raisins of evil. Yeah. And space cancer. And the, and the queen, she means business. It's like, at first, she, she was like sure hyping does. up. 
yeah, first she was like hyping up her son and everything, and it's like, oh yeah, hey, we have a kid. You remember that ultra, um ultra mega who you thought was going to be the main character? It's like nah, it's like we, it's like he's grown a lot since you've been gone. Yeah. Which you know, I I, I want to dive more into that dynamic in a bit. Let me just ask the, we'll just ask the one final question, and then we can get to our little free for all. It's you know, why should you care about this? Why should listeners care about this? My answer, because it's fun, you know, yeah. it's fun. It's a fun, it's a fun story. It's, I wouldn't say it's, it's not light in terms of subject matter, but it's light in terms of the amount of like investment and brain power you have to put in. Like, it's just cool shit beating each other up, like yeah. cool alien fights, giants, you know, it gets real bloody and real gory. So, you know, if that's not your thing, then yeah, for sure, steer clear of this. If you could handle Invincible Season 1, I would say you'd be able to handle most of what happens in Ultra Mega. I don't know. There's part of this where I'm like, this might be a little bit worse. Like with the giant, you know, the Ultra Mega getting decapitated and his blood like flooding the city and people like... That's why I said most. And it's scabbing over. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. You did say most, but it's like, this is right at the beginning. So it's like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, I feel like that might push some people off. It's moderately more graphic than season one of Invincible, but yeah, your your mileage may vary. Uh, But yeah, we'll get to the free-for-all discussion now. So... What you were talking about with the the queen, the queen mother, the idea that he just the the first ultra mega guy like couldn't kill who he, his he couldn't kill his family, and so we let them get corrupted by the kaiju, and then they're like, oh well, we've never let one like incubate that long before. Like that is really cool. Like I like it when there's you know rules to this sort of weird sciencey shit where it's like, no, if it gets too powerful, then we don't know what'll happen and we see what happens she becomes terrifying yeah it's like it's like of all the kaiju even the cosmic ones that we see she is the most terrifying because she she's the one be... that is like i don't i don't need to see that again but it looks so cool but it's yeah. so terrifying yeah and also i like just the connection she has with the with like our original um dad ultra mega I keep forgetting his name just because I remember the kid better. Is it Mike? See, even you I have just, a problem just, remembering the name. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Well, they, we didn't spend a lot of time with him here. Keep talking. I'm, I've got the issue right next or the comic right next to me. Let me look and see what his name is. Yeah, but but Dad Ultra Mega, I like the connection that he technically has with them. It's like he didn't want he didn't want to kill them, and in a sense, like the the queen, his wife, basically just became a lot. Just became a um a lot worse. It's like she basically was raising his destruction and everything. But I also feel like she knew he was ne- she knew he was necessary at the same time. It's like that's the reason she let him walk around for so long and allowed her son to gestate. Then it's like we get his other kid who gets hit, who gets the power, and it's like okay, so it's a battle of technically the heirs, the heir to the Ultra Mega and the heir to the Kaiju throne in a way. Both are kind of failing in a different way. It's, it's like way. poetry. It rhymes. Yeah, it's like both are kind of failing. It's like His name's original... Jason. Dad's Jason. name is Jason. Dad's, na- Dad's name is Jason. Okay. Did the kid did the kid kaiju ever have a name? Not the ultra mega kid. The, e- uh, oh, the no, I think they just kept calling him like the Kaiju Prince, I think. Okay, so Kaiju Prince doesn't have a name. But it's the Kaiju Prince versus the Ultra Mega Prince. And it's like it's honestly interesting. Honestly, interesting, and I'm, 
And normally I would be like, I wish someone acknowledged, but at the same time, no one knows. So no one could acknowledge. It's like, that's his yeah. It's like That's that's, that's clearly something that would have, you know, unfolded over the next, so, I mean, hell, it could have happened in the next issue since the dad's going to be there, you know, can be like, hey, that's my, that's, that's my other son. Yeah, it's like, a, that was your brother. It's like, I just killed my brother. Although with the, Which, with know. the reactions in this, in this story, he and they he'd take it in stride. Yeah, he'll, he'll be like, oh, okay. It's like, that was, the, that was probably like the funniest and also me yelling at the page, react, damn you. Because <laughs> everyone just takes all these surprises in stride. Which, it's like, sure, when you're in a monstrous apocalypse like this and you're seeing all this fucked up shit, I guess at a certain point you're going to be desensitized. But yeah, there are some things where like, alright, we're not going to... We're we're just we're just gonna act like this is normal. I mean, I guess it is normal to them, but it's still like, damn, this is like we're seeing some fucked up shit. Like yeah. these people should be traumatized, but clearly they're already so traumatized, like up to here that like it's it's just another Thursday. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, that it's honestly pretty cool. I like the subtlety with all of that, and it kind of makes me and it kind of makes me wonder some things. It's like I know he didn't have the Ultra Mega in him. Mm. Uh, Jason didn't when he had his first kid. But it's like, he did when he had a second kid. Could there be something to that? Will that um make something happen or everything? Is there a possibility that he was infected with Kaiju since his, um, not, um, not the kid, but, uh, the dad, which I guess technically mm-hmm. the, the kid would be too. But it's like, that's, that's one of the things that just kept interesting me. It's like, they're okay, established rules and everything. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, how can you push these rules? It's like, that happens like literally immediately when I heard this stuff and that just pulled me in. And in terms of like his father also being the ultra mega and then him being the ultra mega, like there's a reason why, I mean, the, the little eye thing, what do we call the eye thing? What is it? Is it just like, I just go, I just call him don't... red ultra mega eye. And sure, that. like there's there's a reason why like that thing was immediately drawn to him you know i mean it did see him fighting in the arena and like using his wits and his will and whatnot against you know these terrifying kaiju yeah. but it was still immediate like oh we're bonded like this it's like warrior you're awesome and you know maybe that is just the natural courage he inherited from his dad or maybe that is something that is like oh he's you know he inherited like an ultra mega's you know courage that has nothing to do with his father who's to say because we have yet to get issue five yeah even though the book ends with hold on let me see the the direct quote next issue (laughs) colon war and then to be continued when when are we continuing it i need to know yeah, but you're you're right. It's like it's interesting. It's leading up to stuff, and you we don't know where it's gonna go. I'm honestly, it, I was honestly also interested to see if possibly they, um, the kaiju queen would get smart because she's talking about how her son is fail is failing and not ready for war and everything. And it's like, what else can he do? He is not like you. He isn't able to like access his full power without the um. Without, Without the Ultra, Ultra Mega. Mega, yeah, like he's he's as vulnerable as the rest of his uh, his subjects, I guess we'll call them. Yeah, and it's like you say, like you say, like he's playing games and everything. It's like, what else can he do, Queen? Yeah, he can't really rule in fear when he's the size of a Chihuahua. 
And it's like he it's like he's still strong, but it's like he's just as vulnerable in this small size. Until he unlocks his true power, he's not the strongest kaiju anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, no, I guess we did see technically stronger kaiju in the ring. Like the uh the was it Glorp Blorp? Yeah, whatever the one that like <laughs> trapped just, the dude who was like, I'm a I'm a real fighter. Like get behind me. That immediately gets eaten and dissolved, and then shat back out. It's pretty funny. It's like I honestly was waiting for him to like just at least cut off a limb or something. It's like nope. No, it's like no, just immediately immediately taken out. Which that is another thing I'll say about this book that I haven't really touched on. It's funny. Like it's dark as shit. But like there are some moments that legit made me chuckle like um who's the the woman that the the we at a certain point we got to learn these these names but they don't really say the names enough like to, they like, say really them, yeah they say them once and then it's like on to the next thing yeah the the woman who's like raising the ultra mega kid oh the one who's building the robots and stuff yeah i want to call her beth but i don't know if that's i think right. it is beth because i remember her saying i remember her saying my name is my name is beth all right. Well, let's say remember. let's say her name's Beth, just for sake of argument. And if people, if you want to, you know, correct us, then go read the comic, and then you can come back and correct us. Um, but when she's been captured by the little tiny kaiju, and like they're holding her at gunpoint, like they're taking her to help uh, help them build the the essentially Jaegers from uh, Pacific Rim. because yep. they're so small and they want to get big. But when she's like, wait, you're kaiju, but you're so little. And then the little crab, crab kaiju just freaks out. He's like, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> like, that that was, that may have been my favorite moment of the book. Yeah. Because it just, it really got a, it really got a tickle out of me. Yeah, but it also, like, makes sense that she would be confused and everything. Because before, it's like, she's just dealing with the factions of the kaiju and everything. It's like. For all intents and purposes, she believes like they're probably either in hiding or asleep or just yeah. somewhere else. Like you get the sense that people aren't aware that the kaiju are are tiny because when they because t- there are definitely the factions of humans that worship kaiju, but the way other people seem to interact with them, it's they think they're just groupies and freaks. Either they don't necessarily re- realize that kaiju still exist. Like they seem to think that no one in the zone really is infected. Um, and that these people are just groupies, they don't seem to realize that the kaiju do still exist out here. They're just really small now, so they can hide easy, and these people are working on their orders. Yeah. It's, it's, it's honestly very interesting that they do that, to allow, like, the kaiju to come, kind of become, in a way, like, they're not just monsters, they're fully sentient and everything. It's like, Ultra yeah. Mega 1 does a good job of seeing that, but we see that with the exception kaiju. It's like, with Ultra Mega 2, it's like, it's full on, oh no, these guys, like, are fully human and everything. They, like, have wants, desires, they, uh, they're, they're sentient. I guess they have a culture, because they want to call see them, and they want to see humans get devoured and everything. And it's like, they have a pride in destruction and everything, and it's kind of yeah. like... And they have actual personalities. Oh, yeah, full-on, per- full-on personalities. Like, um, Blorp, such a gentle soul, that Blorp. What a what a sweet what an innocent being Blorp is. Never done a thing wrong ever in in its life. Ever. But but yeah, that was what that's also one of the things you hear you see other kaiju like rela- like lounging and relaxing because they can't really do anything. It's like, oh we Having can- their 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 citizens like fan them and just feasting on them. 
like the yeah. the one little leech guy was just sucking on his uh, his disciples back, which was gross, mm-hmm. but also funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's it's like they're it's like they're technically living the life, but it's like they're also discontent. They want to be those big those big beings again, and it's also kind of like the whole thing of when your whole existence has been war. What do you do when war has stopped? Yeah, you just to have to figure out what the hell to do with your life. And in this instance, it just seems like survive and also suck down your, uh, <laughs> your disciple. Your <laughs> just suck him me. down. No one, no one clipped that and, and turn that into something funny. Yeah. <laughs> but I just got to uh, suck a dude down, you know? Yeah. It's like, I also yeah. do like that. All, like the disciples, the disciples that, um, we see like um helping the ki- helping the kaiju or carrying them or just doing other stuff we also see like them doing just regular things it's like oh your their claws need grooming and everything and it's just it's just funny to see it happen and i think one of them was eating rat poison i'm be shocked there weren't i would like to see uh, like another reason why you know I want more of this book aside from just the politics of the human world like I was saying with the different factions I just want to know what these kaiju are up to because clearly they have a hierarchy like they respect the kaiju prince as like their boss you know like they have a plan they're like alright we're going to build these these suits so that we can be big again like what, what what's their end game you know yeah it's like for, it seems like the end game is destruction but at the same time it's like as we see it here and everything, because we get these first four issues and everything, once they get it, it doesn't seem like they have anything else left. Yeah. What do they do? They're just like, oh. Okay, well, I guess now we have to exist. Yeah. Huh. You know, maybe we should have thought more before we decided to kill everything. Yeah, it's like, alright, now we have, uh, now we have nothing to do. Don't even have servants to go and, like, eat stuff off their backs. Some no one left to suck down. <laughs> so, what are some of your favorite moments in general, like from this book? Honestly, most of the stuff with Beth. I like Beth. She's awesome. Mm. Uh, Wish you got more to do, but yeah. It's honestly Beth is kind of like my favorite character, just because one, I always like the smart genius characters who can build stuff. And it's like, she is like, not only can she build stuff, it's like, she doesn't want to fight back. She just wants to live. She wants to take the people she cares about and just find a way to live. That's all she wants. And she wants to make fun of Kaiju for being little. (laughs) I don't know if she was making fun of it. She was just shocked. She was shocked. Yeah, but I wouldn't blame her for, like, making fun of Kaiju. Uh, but But then we also have... And this might be surprising for you, Tristan, given my track record and personality and stuff. Mm. But um, Otis is also a character I like. Like immediately. God dang it! Was that? Was that you got? You got a call from the Ultra Mega? Uh, maybe. Uh, but uh, if so, ignore. But for the but Noah, it's like immediately when you see Noah, he definitely fills out the archetype of the jolly old. Jolly old guy who can kick your butt, but is there to protect you. And immediately, if you know that archetype, you let your guard down a little bit. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is a nice guy. He's nice to the main character. Like, this is cool. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, Noah gets ratted out by him. Just no hesitation from that guy. Just immediately snitches. And you're like, oh. Well, okay. It's like, at one point, it's like, 
dang man but at the same time it's like he's got people to take care of he's technically the leader of this entire of the entire zone and he's like hey we have a peace tr- we have a peace treaty to uphold i ain't like taking it down for this one kid even though i like noah uh but i ain't gonna like do anything to but i ain't gonna like endanger everyone else for him yeah which you know i i can understand it's like you have a whole bunch of like you have a whole citizen citizenship you have a bunch of people to take care of and you can't necessarily give it up for this one kid but like i don't know bro he like just folds immediately <laughs> like it's it's not a oh like should i tell it's like as soon as they're like yeah we'll kill everyone. He's like oh well it was that kid right there and he's right behind me too yeah like, right he, there on the stairs he couldn't be like oh he's out you know he lives out wherever it's like no he's literally right behind me grab his ass yeah, it was like that that does like put it into like a full on gray area. Like before it was like, Oh, I still wanna help you, but it's like I'm giving you like a head start run. It's like Yeah, nope. it's like, nah, this kid's right here. Get him. Like he he narked. He narked. Yeah. He narked. He's a snitch. We can't we can't abide that. <laughs> yeah, but um that was one of my favorite moments just because it took me off guard and I was like, ah, he's gonna like give he's gonna like either like save the kid or give him time to like get away and everything but it's like nope he's not letting it and also when you find out that no one knows like the kaiju are small size it mm. makes sense as well yeah because it's like oh he thinks that like they could have an actual massive kaiju come out and just crush them all it's like oh no they're they're teeny tiny like realistically sure like they had guns or whatever but like you know they i think the people had the the kaiju soldiers like outnumbered if i'm not mistaken but yeah, there's they had no way of knowing that. Yeah, they they technically have them outnumbered, and they have better weapons and everything. Because as good as the kaiju are, I don't think they can survive a few bullets. I mean, you know, tell you what, you put a Magnum forty five to a kaiju's head, we'll see if he feels lucky. I don't, I don't know what I mean. You just have dirty Harry go up against all the kaiju. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's fine. It's, Never have the never have the kaiju eat John Wick's dog, or else they're all going to be. Extinct. Oh my god! I tell you what, you put you put you turn a, an ultra mega eye in the direction of Jonathan Wick. We're gonna have tell you what. There's gonna be a reckoning. All right, and it's not gonna go well for for the kaiju. I don't care who they send to, uh, in front of them. Any other favorite moments? Uh, I guess it would be. I guess it would be the reveal that Noah was piloting a small mech. Mm, didn't that was a good expect one. yeah didn't expect that like a remote control uh drone with a vr headset yeah and to be honest brilliant way of actually going against uh an enemy that you think might be too powerful for you to take on yeah and when that happened that was a reveal that guy i'm like damn they killed this kid already shit like we're just going through protagonists <laughs> left and right like at first i thought we were gonna have a new protagonist every issue because it's like, okay, well, we just had, you know, the Jason guy get killed. Now we got his his kid getting killed. Like, who's next? But they're like, oh, no, he's psyched. He just outsmarted them. Yeah, it's like, it, it's really cool. And I like the fact that he also was like, ah, oh, no, you you guys ain't getting away. This thing has a self-destruct button, and I'm nowhere near, so... So, bye-bye. Which, you know, then he fucks over the, uh... What's what's the, the, the head... The head bitch for the the kaiju. The guy with the pointy little crab head. Looks like a beetle. Uh, I'm gonna almost. be honest. I don't think I ever actually learned his name. I just called him the kaiju mask guy. No, uh, say they call him stuff, but uh, you know, name again, names in this book. 
I just don't remember them. I wish I did. And that's not, you know, that's not a commentary on the the quality of the book. It's just, it moves so fast, and they say names so rarely that it's like, I'm not turning back every other page, you know, to, to learn the name. So we're just going to have to move on. Now, that's from my favorite moments. Legit, I think number one moment is the the crab guy yelling, "I'll fucking kill you!" Because that was just really, <laughs> that was just really funny to me. It's, um, it's I love the, awesome. I love the arena sequence oh, when yeah. uh, well, we'll just call the kid Billy. I don't know because I'm tired. Oh, of saying Noah. The kid. His name Noah. Oh, Noah. Okay, I want yeah, to say I... Owen. So you know, Owen Noah. I was in the in the neighborhood. I was getting a little mixed up when Noah takes out. Uh, two of the kaiju himself i was like damn all right this kid's got spunk he wasn't just you know being a little shit thinking he could run around and and you know protect yeah. people from the the kaiju gang like he actually yeah. he, he knows his uh stuff i mean it doesn't do him a whole lot of good because then he does get disemboweled yeah but, but you know you can't win them all you know he took out two out of the three yeah and it's like it's like hey he he took out two with with technically one shot, he used the acid. That was a nice touch. Yeah, I liked it. he he used his environment to his surroundings, you know. Then and we gotta respect that. We gotta respect the play. All right. Um, the moment when he comes back as an Ultra Mega, though, obviously, is like the the applause moment of the book. It's like yeah, and then like you can see all the other kaiju, like oh he's back, like we're gonna get big now, and then he just fucks them all up for the most yeah. part until his brother comes. Yeah, and even then, it's like, I still believe the kaiju preferred that than just being complacent. Yeah, I mean, clearly. They were like, oh, finally, this is great. Like, we don't have to use these stupid little outfits anymore. Let me see. I'm trying to think. Do I have any other favorite moments that we haven't already touched on? Because a lot of the ones you mentioned are up there for me as well. Um, I think I do have one more. One more mm-hmm. Yeah, go moment. ahead. And it's also technically my least favorite, just because of how creepy it is. But when the queen returns... And she plucks out of her, I guess, a vehicle, I guess? Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was her body and, like, the little humanoid version of her was, like, the tongue and the xenomorph, you know, that also has a little mouth. Or yeah. if it was something she was riding on. Yeah, I couldn't tell either. But when she comes back and she just plucks it out, I'm like, this is creepy. It's freaky as shit. Yeah, like, yet you can't look away. That's the thing, the art in this book, man, like, obviously we talked on the colors, but, you know, and James Heron's, like, art, sure his writing is, you know, it's solid, but, like, it, there's a reason, I don't know that I would call him the greatest artist of his generation, because uh, that's subjective, but he is a damn good artist, like, he's damn talented, he makes some really freaky looking shit in this book that's also really cool looking. Yeah. I think, well... Do you have any final thoughts on Ultra Mega before we hit the old dusty trail? Uh, I really hope that this does get a continuation because not only is the art seller, but the writing is just fun. The world building is very interesting. I can see myself getting engrossed in this world. And I really hope that one day we get we get to see where Ultra Mega gets to have their final dusty trail. Ditto. All that. Like, it was enjoyable. I, I, I want to I know what happens next. Like, <laughs> tell us! Please! Please, we're begging you. Please! Anyway, Drew, what are you working on? Where can people find you? Uh, for, now, for now, you can just find me on those socials for 
um, at Drew Garrison underscore. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram, and you can see you can see some of my um, posts and just you know comment, see if you agree, disagree, or if you just want to make or if you just want to make fun of my weird voice. Go ahead. I mean, when you're done making fun of his weird voice, then you can try and make fun of my weird voice. Or you could just tell me how sweet and melodic it sounds over at my socials, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, at BackIssueBenz. And then you can go read some of my articles on Screen Rant, which the links for, you know, I'm, we're, we're, we're going to start putting link trees in the bottoms of the, in the description for the episodes. So Woo-hoo. my link tree should be there. And depending on when this comes out, when we record this, we already had this idea. It'll probably have retroactively been placed into previous episodes because we're recording this in, you know, different times. You don't know when we're recording this. Maybe this was recorded in the future. Maybe this was recorded in the future. Maybe it was recorded in the past. We don't know. Maybe it's recorded in an alternate timeline where we're getting the next issue of Ultra Mega next week. Who's to say? Who knows? But when you're done pontificating about this reality and our place in this timeline, why don't you head on over to the Patreon for the Nerdstash Network. Now, we at the Nerdstash Network, we like to give you all this content for free, you know, just out of the goodness of our hearts, because we like doing it, and we like engaging with with the folks, with the fine folks, with the people, uh, because we are the people's network, uh, and I am the people's champ. But... If you feel like kicking a few, and the Arbiter of Culture, thank you, thank you, Drew. Uh, If you feel like kicking a few bucks our way, you know, just for some fun bonus content, just for the opportunity to contribute to the shows, you know, pick what we're talking about on different, you know, series, that sort of thing, then head on over, you know, we would not complain, because we all have bills to pay. And, if you also just want to come by and chat... Hop into our Discord, where we got a bunch of nerds talking about all sorts of things. We also got a link for that in the description of this episode as well. And whenever you're done listening, wherever you're listening, please feel free to leave us a rating. I'd prefer if it was something positive. If it's negative, I just won't acknowledge it, because my therapist said that I just don't need, you know, negativity. So I just will pretend it didn't occur. And yeah, because that's the healthy way to do. Just deny, deny, deny. Drew, anything you have to share before we kick rocks? Mastodon, Pterodactyl, Sabertooth Tiger. Okay, well, I guess all that's left to say with that is Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> Triceratops. Yep. Oh, and Triceratops. There we go. All right. In the meantime, read some comics. Don't be assholes to each other. See ya. Peace.